Andy, you got a weird look on your face. Are you thinking about Pineapple Whip again? I am thinking about Pineapple Whip and the things that we've said about it on the show because they sent us an email, Dan, and they, they want to advertise with us. Oh, yeah. I mean, Seems if I odd. recall... Um, at least within the canon of the show, we're not big fans of pineapple. Wine. Well, a lot of our list or a lot of our guests have been huge fans. Huge fans. It's probably the most commonly chosen dessert in the last meal segment. But uh, yeah, they reached out and asked if they could give us money to talk about them on our show. Oh, I don't know. We're we're known for our integrity. <laughs> we do like money. I think I like money more than I don't like pineapple whip. <laughs> so uh, they did give us some free passes as well. And uh, maybe we'll go try it, and let's just see if our opinions change now that we got a little gash in our pockets. Hey, absolutely. I mean, one thing that's already changed, in my opinion, is the fact that they have been family-owned and operated since 1974. That's slightly older than you. You you changed your opinion about that? I'm 33. I was born in 86. I I mean, it's starting to change my opinion. Uh, Yeah, you know what? Pineapple Whip is a non-dairy fruit juice-based soft serve that comes in six tasty rotating flavors that's cool it sounds vegan mm, yeah i think i think they are it's non-dairy <laughs> i mean it, those flavors uh i know pineapple but what 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 else are we talking about here well they got a mango peach Ooh, two, a- two different fruits <laughs> <laughs> yes that's an accurate observation speaking of two different fruits they also got strawberry kiwi Whoa, okay and get this get this Nana granite. I can Never only assume it. this is like banana with some rocks uh-huh. in it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, some granite <laughs> yeah. rocks. Yeah. Uh, grape and orange. Uh-huh. Oh, those are those are two, those separate, are two separate ones. Separate, yeah. Separate ones. It's almost like you're orange. reading it off of something. I'm not it's all from, those are straight from, it's all the from dome. memory. You know, they're open spring and summer. Spring's right now. Oh wow. In April 2020. We're cluing our <laughs> listeners into all sorts of information. Yeah. And listeners, in case you didn't know the seasons, right now, spring, the next one, summer, Pineapple Whip is open for both. They've got one on South Campbell next to Krispy Kreme. They've got one on West Battlefield across from the old High V. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a supermarket, uh-huh. Daniel. Uh, and they got one on Glenstone just down the street from last year's location. Wow. It'd be pretty cool if, like, you could go to one of the Pineapple Whip locations and maybe mention that you heard them here on the show in this weirdly recorded segment we're doing here at the top of the show uh dan I, you can do that you can tell them that They'll do you, you get any sort of benefit from one dollar off Whoa. listen if you go with a group of 10 friends and each of you listen to spring food mo because i'm sure you told all 10 friends about the show right yeah yeah you can save ten dollars so i mean get that, 10 friends that's a great deal how much is a single pineapple whip a hundred dollars these days <laughs> that's a great question i don't have that information <laughs> you should go to the store and find out you get a dollar off whatever it costs. Yeah, you get 1% off if it's $100. That's uh-huh. pretty good. Cool. I don't think it's $100. I mean, <laughs> I have no information here in front of me stating what the actual price is. So, Well, Dan, I actually have the real prices right here in front of me. Um, cups and cones are usually $3 and pints are five fifty. So if if you go up and talk about you heard it on the podcast, it's going to be $2 or four fifty. Whoa, that's not even near what we had guessed. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> that's way lower. It's almost like we did it three weeks ago and just had no idea, and now we're <laughs> pasting this in. <laughs> well, Andy, you know, I'm I'm still pretty lazy and uh I don't I don't like getting out of my car. It, do you Let's, think there's any way of of getting uh 
pineapple whip to uh, accommodate a lazy guy like me. So, wait, you want to do curbside pickup because you're lazy and not to do with anything else going on? Yeah, what else would be going well, on? Good, good news for you, personally, I guess. Very good news for you, Dan Howell. You, you should be very happy to learn that Pineapple Whip is only doing curbside pickup right now. Oh, man. So it's like exclusively for lazy dudes like me. <laughs> yeah, it's for lazy people. It's like, we got to it get this first. lazy demographic. Pineapple Whip <laughs> is for lazy schlubs. <laughs> no, we're very grateful to Pineapple Whip for <laughs> sponsoring the show. But anyway, Dan and I are going to go try Pineapple Whip. They gave us these free passes, and we're going we're gonna to report back, see if it changes how we feel about Pineapple Whip. Wow. It contradicts what we've said on the show before. So thank you, Pineapple Whip, for sponsoring the show for the whole month of April. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. And uh, anything for money. Spring truly has sprung. <laughs> may be familiar with the cleverly named rapper Flo Rida, but did you know we have our own local rapper, Spa Ringfield, <laughs> right here in rhyming Springfield, Missouri. Live to a hard drive from two separate houses in uh, Springfield, Missouri. You're listening to Spring Food Mo, America's number one podcast about restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. Still doing it. Wow. Even though our options are limited. Do it remotely from now on, just even after this is all over, uh, just so you can do the uh, instrumental theme at the end every week. Don't even pretend that's the reason. (laughs) <laughs> you would love to cut out one more trip from your house from your life, even during I non-quarantine time. I still had to time. make a trip to your house today. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, well, I did make two trips to your house for the same purpose, and uh, mm-hmm. you just didn't think about the fact that you needed that last piece of equipment. Now, did you? Yep. So whose yep, fault is that? Last one. We were we were missing the uh, what were we missing? The the headphone splitter. Yep. This so is that important. good content. Um, oh my and goodness. Andy, I'm not why resting. Did we need a, why did we need a... <laughs> oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I'm not resting, of course. My name is Dan Howell. I'm also the host of the show and uh, I guess co-host. We're both yeah, co-host. Mm-hmm. I'm your co-host, Dan Howell. Um, co-host with the co-most. And uh, <laughs> I'm not resting until I eat at all the uh, restaurants here in Springfield, Missouri. Uh-huh. Every That's the premise of, of the show. Uh-huh. Thank you for stating that. Now, to go back to the natural segue that I had, we needed headphone splitters today mm-hmm. for a specific reason. And what reason is that, Dan? Well, <laughs> wow. <laughs> that, that's the part where you answer. It's Andy, not lag, folks. We, it's just we, Dan not talking. <laughs> we, we didn't think that we were going to be able to have any more guests on the show uh, for the foreseeable future, but... Uh, we're breaking quarantine, folks. We, we got a no, guest right here in studio with me in the, in the home stew. Uh, we're not breaking quarantine. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Um, hi, I'm breaking quarantine. I mean, breaking, <laughs> break, I'm breaking bad. Uh, I'm breaking Shay. I'm Shay, uh, Shay Rainey. Uh, coming, coming in live and hot. Um, not breaking quarantine. Been back and forth. I live here, apparently. Uh huh. <laughs> 
I live here. <laughs> yes, Shay, Shay, of course, yeah. is a past guest, um, fan favorite, I would say. Oh. And uh, even though the fans don't seem to respond to anything, or <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's like one or two people. Well, there's Dan Chilton and Kelsey. Let's just uh, be straight up. Dan and I are this show's biggest fans. <laughs> <laughs> She's our favorite. She's a fan favorite. <laughs> I'm also a fan, and this is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. So, oh, it's cool. Both ways. Going both ways. Well, what's new with you, Shay? Oh, my goodness. Have <laughs> I got stories to tell you? Uh, nothing. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> nothing has ever happened to me that I, was new. I, Ever. I know that that is a lie because a music video you directed came out yesterday. Oh, yeah. Wow. And oh, it's gosh. really cool. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I'm glad you like it. I uh, Wow. I've, al- I've been wanting to direct music videos for all of my entire life. So that was really great. Thanks, Kudzu, for yeah, throwing Kudzu, me a bone. The song Backbone, which is also Ooh. the theme song for Pretending to be People. Yeah. Good song. Our he rival. Met, he said our something about he said something about them uh, googling it all the time. Seth wanted to make sure I got the title appropriate. Yeah. Oh yeah. You got to get that uh, SEO. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard that song more times this year than probably any other song because it's on that that podcast. So yeah. I've heard it like eighty times. It's yeah. such a good song. Yeah, they picked a good one. It's like a show theme song. Uh, nope. Edit nope. it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I of course have also heard it that many times. Uh, I just turned the podcast off after the theme song. <laughs> I just really like that song. I just really like that part of the song. Don't know how else to find it. <laughs> Shay, I, I may have been misinformed, but am I to believe you are also running the Moxie Movie Club Facebook group? Is oh, that you? Uh, I'm one of the many. Uh, okay. It's a uh, staff led a Facebook group, which is really cool because we're all talking about movies on the sidelines. We're like, let's just put this out there for the public to see. Mm-hmm. Good decision. Good decision. Yeah, I like it a lot. I'm planning Everyone's to watch. Everyone's a freak. Huh? Everyone's a freak, just like we are. <laughs> that's, that's, I thought I misheard <laughs> Feel like you. like a freak on no. the leash. <laughs> Everyone's a freak. <laughs> Everyone's a movie freak. <laughs> I'm planning to watch the movie club movie for this week uh, tonight. Just to talk about it. Which one is that? Uh, Lars and the Real Girl. Lars and the Real Girl. Wow. I'm going to be straight up. I did not like that movie when it came out. I'm kind of excited to rewatch it as Mm. an old old softy. Good stuff. So we'll see what happens. Is that that. one like Dan in real life? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. His head's on the pancakes. (laughs) His head's on the pancakes. And he's smiling. Yes, his head is on the pancakes. (laughs) But anyway... Uh, thank you for agreeing to do this, Shay. Um, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited for this episode for a number of reasons. Uh, the restaurant and the special segment we're going to do later. Wow. I guess it's about time we got into the restaurant. As listeners know, we're trying to focus exclusively on drive through and takeout places that are still doing business during the during quarantine season. Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. We're calling it. Teen season is what you've been calling <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> and you Not keep on the case. saying, finally, teen season is here. <laughs> T-I-N-E. <laughs> well, yeah, you have to explain it. <laughs> well, for teen season, we've been covering takeout restaurants, or trying to, and given some uh, happenings at this particular mm-hmm. restaurant over the last couple of weeks, we decided that it was it was time to cover Thai Express, even though we'd intentionally not covered it, saving it for a big event. So it's Thai Express time. We were going to save it for the final episode, and uh, I say we just go ahead and do that. 
<laughs> I say we end it here. I mean, I think we talked about it for the hundredth episode, which is not that far off. But wow. uh, yeah, this is ninety three. Shay. Oh wow. my god! Congratulations, <laughs> doing this guys. For yes. a long time. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm so impressed and happy for you. Yeah. Um, I have no free time, even even now. <laughs> it's just all I'm doing. It's podcast. Idle hands. Idle hands. <laughs> okay, so let's go ahead and learn a little bit about Thai Express. Andy, you've been doing all this dope producing. You ain't had a chance to show them what time it is. So how do you want me to do this? A few weeks ago, when I made my weekly trip to Thai Express, I walked in and immediately noticed that some old school gangster rap music was blaring from the kitchen, and they were also running one of those party light balls that sent different colors cascading around the room. The crew in the back was laughing and joking around. It turned out that the kitchen party was to celebrate the birthday of Patrick the original co-founder of the restaurant and the man who still gregariously greets every customer who enters the building to this day. If you've walked into Thai Express, you've met Patrick. He's probably hollered hello at you in his indelible voice. And if you've been there more than once, you've probably noticed Patrick's hair color changed from one dyed neon shade to another and another. Patrick is one of my favorite people to see, and doing so always makes me happy, even though all we ever talk about is my order. I knew almost nothing about him until doing research for this segment, and it turns out, like many other immigrant business owners in Springfield, Patrick made quite a journey to get here. Patrick's birth name is Cynthia Natankum. He grew up in Bangkok, Thailand, living in poverty. Patrick had eight siblings, and their parents worked long hours in a whiskey distillery to support all of them. In Patrick's early 20s, one of his brothers moved to the U.S. for a job in the hospitality industry. The brother encouraged Patrick to join him. Initially, Patrick was not enthusiastic, but he also figured he didn't have a lot to lose. I was scared. I didn't know English. On the plane, I couldn't even fill out the paperwork. I had to have a Japanese lady next to me help out. Patrick arrived in New York City, and his brother took him bar hopping to celebrate. The night didn't end well, though. I lost my passport in a restaurant and never found it. It was a mess. It seems like all that happened in the mid-1970s, but the timeline isn't really clear. Patrick was living and working in Miami, Florida, when he met Natia, a fellow immigrant from Thailand who had adopted the English name Anna. I was single, in my 20s, and eating alone in a Thai restaurant. Anna told her friend to come ask me to sit with her, but I am so shy. She was the one talking. A week later, they were a couple, together for life. She was beautiful. I couldn't believe she chose me. Soon after, the couple got married. They worked very hard at restaurant jobs, saved money diligently, and were eventually able to open their own restaurants together in Miami without a bank loan, which is incredibly impressive. Patrick mostly ran front of house. For a man who describes himself as shy, even in those early days, Patrick was great with customers, entertaining people while Anna worked in the kitchen preparing dishes from her own recipes. Welcome to my
Anna and Patrick ran the Miami restaurant together for years, but in the mid-90s, they transferred ownership of that business to Patrick's sister, then packed up and moved to Springfield, where they worked in other people's kitchens again until they were able to start up another eatery of their own in 1996, which they called Thai House. The dynamic there was similar to how it had been at the restaurant in Miami. I do most of the cooking, and my husband, he keeps an eye on the dining room. He has a lot of experience in the dining room, and I have a lot of experience in the kitchen. The Natankum family opened Thai House at 1411 East Sunshine, a location probably more familiar to Springfieldians for the Thai restaurants it became later, Thai Peppers and then Thai Basil, both owned by a different family. It was a good location, though, at least for a few years. We have a lot of people here from the hospital, like doctors and lawyers. I'll ask customers how they found out about us because I didn't do any advertising. And they'll tell me a friend told them, which is good. It's only been four months and we already know a lot of customers by name. There's not really that much information out there about Thai House, but it does seem like it was a well-liked restaurant. The news leader awarded it best Thai restaurant in the city just about every year Thai House was around. Now, the one other time Anna and Patrick were mentioned and pictured in the paper was in a truly bizarre news leader article from 1998 about how local businesses in Springfield had not been affected by the Bill Clinton-Monica Lewinsky scandal. The premise of the article made no sense, but it's also how I learned that Patrick and Anna had found success with Thai House and had earned enough money to purchase and move into a house house. Everything is good. The economy is good. Business is good. We think we're going to stick here. The family did stick around Springfield, but Thai House didn't. After a little over a decade at Thai House, including a move to a new location on South Campbell in 2002, Anna and Patrick eventually got tired of the grueling work involved with running a full table service restaurant and decided to scale down. Rather than revamp Thai House, they scouted locations for a little while before settling on a much smaller building, one with a drive-through window situated at 948 South Blundstone, just north of Grand, a location that had previously spent over 30 years housing a Chinese restaurant called Bamboo Inn. In 2008, the building became Thai Express, with an X at the beginning, no E, Thai Express. They switched to the traditional spelling with an E later, but I could not figure out when. The sign outside still has the letter X first, but their Facebook page does have an E. Things were good at the new restaurant for a few years, but then tragedy struck, and the story suddenly gets very sad. Natalia died in 2010 from a heart condition. Patrick keeps a memorial next to the counter in the restaurant with a framed photo and fresh flowers. Patrick also practices a really sweet Buddhist ritual in the kitchen to honor his wife. Anytime when I'm cooking, I make her some food. He sets a little aside in her memory. I work and go home every day thinking about my wife. Patrick has said that he doesn't want his grief to subside. Feeling sad and missing her is a good thing. At one point, a reporter had the temerity to ask Patrick why he hadn't started dating again, and rather than punching that reporter and banning them from the restaurant for life, Patrick gave a short, honest, and profound response. How can I get a new girlfriend? I still love Nataya. She's always there.
in 2012, Patrick and Anna's son took over the business. Now, this gets a little confusing. Santaya never legally changed his name to Patrick. It was just an English nickname. However, he did name his son Patrick Jr. And Patrick Jr. goes by Patrick Net. Both men still work at the restaurant together. Patrick Sr. still handles front of house. And since 2012, he's been the vice president of Thai Express Inc. And Patrick Jr. has been the president. On March 23, 2020, in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic, as restaurants worldwide struggled to stay in business amidst mandatory dining room closures and stay-at-home orders that kept regular customers away, Patrick Jr. came up with a plan for Thai Express to both stay in business and support the community. Patrick Jr. contacted his food distributor and began making huge bulk orders of 50-pound bags of rice and flour and 2-pound bags of yeast. He announced online that he would be selling those bags to customers at cost with no intent to profit. Thai Express also began offering a 25% discount on all drive through orders for everyone and a 50% discount for healthcare workers, first responders, and law enforcement. They also bulk ordered toilet paper and began handing out rolls to anyone in the drive through line who wanted or needed some. On March 27th, whoever runs the Thai Express Facebook page posted a photo of the restaurant's crew celebrating and holding a sign that read, Thank you, Springfield. Thai Express found a way to keep the lights on and keep all their employees working and paid. And they did that by supporting the community. Thai Express was already a special place to me before the pandemic, and we'd been saving it for an accordingly special episode. The 100th, the 200th, our 10th anniversary in 2028. But, you know, a couple weeks ago, it became clear that the podcast was going to have to focus exclusively on drive through and takeout restaurants for a while. And it just made sense to throw out the old plan and cover and celebrate the one drive through in town that towers above all the rest. Why don't you uh, take us back into the show, Dan? Andy, we're back in the show now after the bio. <laughs> Man, and what so a good one it was. <laughs> that, truly, uh, a joke. all jokes aside, uh, that was a fantastic bio. One of my yeah, favorites. A um, couple crazy pieces good as of information week's. in there. Not as good I, as last week's. I don't know. I, still I really okay. liked it. I think it, I I think it was that. up there. Uh, Interesting piece of information that that same spot that has held Thai basil and Thai peppers was originally Thai house, uh-huh. just like a little piece of Springfield Thai history. Very interesting. And then, of course, I Andy, listening huh. to the bio yesterday, because we did not listen to it in in the stew, in the home stew hey, here today. don't peel the curtain back too far, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, listening to it yesterday in the car, whenever you got to the end and talked about, uh, like the supplies that they're giving out 
and the discounts that they're doing for uh, medical workers and stuff. Wow. Uh, I almost got choked up. It, yeah. It's a very, very... It's just very heartwarming what Thai Express is doing right now. Yeah, I I found out on a day that had been particularly rough, and it it changed my mood for the rest of the night. I mean, when I I just was going through the drive through and saw the sign that they were doing that, and then saw them handing the toilet paper out the drive through window to people, <laughs> which is a very weird thing to get emotional about. <laughs> Oh well, yeah, I, I went before I had, I had listened to your bio and they offered me toilet paper and uh, I, I didn't know that that was going on. It, it was just uh, wild. Yeah, really cool. Everything about this place I love. Not to spoil the review, which I guess we should probably get into. Did, you, did either of you have a history with Thai Express before your trip or trips this week? Yeah, I've had Thai Express before. Um, really like the atmosphere. But I, I love uh, sitting down and looking around. So every time we go there, I, we don't get takeout very often. We just, when we were allowed to, um, yeah. <laughs> when not allowed to, whatever, uh, when we were able to, uh, we always went inside and just, I love the ambiance. Mm-hmm. So been there a lot. Few I places have, have as much character as Thai Express does inside and out and including the staff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Absolutely. I very rarely um, eat in there. It's, it's a big takeout place for me. I've gotten it a bunch of times on the way home from your house. Uh, <laughs> it, it's like a direct line from your house to mine there and uh, Thai Express yep. right in the middle. So go ahead and dox I live us. on North Glenstone. That's right. <laughs> yes, and I live... <laughs> On South Glenstone. I live at the Nature Center, of course. <laughs> you just go That's all the way down. That's canon now. South. Yeah. Um. Dan lives in a cave at the Nature Center. Mm. And then just recently, I think last year or maybe within the last two years, they added a drive through So mm. I haven't even been inside all that much uh, since they did that. Pretty sure they had that the whole time. I don't know about that. I feel like huh. that's a recent addition. Like, Maybe it is. A, this is a real question. That's then a real I got question. it wrong in the bio if they added it. I yeah. I, I feel like it. I I I don't know. I, My I don't want to call and you only wrong. Only criticism of this restaurant. Uh, it's very difficult to turn out of the drive-through. Oh so, yeah, so absolutely. So. It's, it's impossible bad. to head uh, east. <laughs> you just can't do it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No kidding. Hopefully you don't you're not trying to sing a uh, hold the I, line. I know. Is that a, <laughs> is that Toto? What's the Head East song? I screwed Head it up. East. Uh yeah, it's, that's a that band was from like Columbia or something, weren't they? No. Oh, really? Like no, Columbia, were... Missouri or Columbia? <laughs> Head America. East, the Midwest's legendary classic rock band oh is what God. their website header says. Whoa. We don't deserve that. No one does we did <laughs> not What's their deserve song? that. What's that song? I'm still looking for it. Blessing, um, the, blessing the rains down in Africa. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's them. <laughs> Never been any reason. <laughs> Never been any reason. <laughs> yeah, that's that'll God. sync up great. <laughs> Thai Express. I love Thai Express and have for a long time. I cannot remember who took me there initially, but I know the first thing that I ever got there was the last item I'm going to talk about on the menu, and it has been wow. a staple of my diet ever since. I've had it a hundred plus times. Uh, Justin Sala uh, said it was his favorite like three or four weeks ago, and I bleeped it out because I didn't want to spoil it, not realizing <laughs> that we would be covering it. 
much, much sooner than I expected. But uh, I've introduced other people to this place to uh, mixed reactions. Took my dad here, had him try my favorite dish, and he despised it, which was good Excuse for me because I finished wow. it Ooh. for him. And he's oh, never nice. Been back. <laughs> Second meal. <laughs> Thanks, Daddy. Anyway, so hey, let's Dad, get in. what do you think about your son now? <laughs> he's definitely <laughs> listening, and I'm sure he thinks it's weird that I like the taste of coconut. <laughs> 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 All right, so let's get into our, our reviews. I know that I went more than you both did this week because I think I went five times. <laughs> so many you're times. Living, you're living everyone's dream come true. Actually. Now. Like everyone's dream is to go to Thai Express five yes. times in one week. Uh, it's easy to make that dream a reality when you live as close <laughs> as, I, as I do. Now, two of those were before we decided to cover it for the show. <laughs> sure. So. I actually had, I also had a very recent visit uh, mm-hmm. right before we decided to cover it in quarantine times. Yeah. Oh my God, me too. I, <laughs> I is just really good. Everyone should go every day, all the time. Yeah. So, all right. I tried the dynamite chicken and shrimp. I believe this wow. was the first time that I went this week. I did not know what to expect from this. There's no menu descriptions. There's no descriptions of anything on the menu aside from just the names. Turned out it was breaded fried chicken along with four decent sized breaded fried shrimp. I'm going to talk a little later about the variations you'll get when you order a breaded chicken dish at Thai Express, but the shrimp was great. Uh, Size wise, they were big enough that you needed two bites and the breading was thick, crispy, crunchy. It had been fried just the right length of time. Sometimes you get shrimp that's been over fried and the meat inside's kind of tough and chewy. This wasn't Did you like get a that. shrimp count, Andy? Four. That's Four shrimp. my my beautiful, uh, gorgeous dime piece uh ten out of ten smoke show girlfriend <laughs> also just doing them all. Had the uh the dynamite uh chicken and shrimp uh and yeah, we we also experienced four shrimp on the shrimp count, so wow. that's good to hear. The cons- uh-huh. consistency. Would would you agree with my assessment of the size? I felt like there was a it was a pretty decent size, big enough that I was okay oh, yeah. with only having four. Oh, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, no, they yeah. were they were definitely a, each of them probably bigger than the chicken pieces. Yeah, you said you wanted more tails though. <laughs> <laughs> <You're free>. <laughs> <laughs> I think on this show we talked about eating shrimp tails. Oh, I didn't absolutely. realize you could do it. These shrimp tails are not up. battered to the point where you want to eat them. Yeah. Mm. I'm not saying you couldn't. Mm. The actual shrimpy part of the shrimp tasted very good. Uh, it you know went down, chewed up That's pretty my favorite easy. Part. It wasn't tough at all. <laughs> yeah, the shrimpy part of the shrimp. <laughs> the dynamite sauce was pretty much orange sauce with some red pepper flakes added. It was intensely sweet, like a honey sweetness. Uh-huh. I liked the sauce a lot, especially with the shrimp, but wow, was it sweet. I think maybe I wish some more salt would have been added or maybe some spicy seasoning. I, I would have liked it a lot more, but I still liked it, even though it was an intense amount of sugar in there. You have any yeah. thoughts on that when you tried uh, dime pieces, Dan? I thought it was pretty close to just a uh, sweet and sour chicken with a slight spice. Uh, sure. She added a lot of sambal to it. Um, and that definitely improved it. I, I think if you were to ask them for it spicy, which right now I don't know if is the best time to be making special requests on your orders, especially <laughs> yeah. from Thai Express. Uh, no they're, kidding. They're very busy right now. Uh, I, I think asking for it extra spicy would probably be the way to go with mm-hmm. the dynamite chicken and shrimp. 
They do one, three, and five stars. Interesting system. Oh, absolutely. What, tell us uh, one of the things you tried, Dan. Oh, boy, Andy. I had the cashew chicken. Oh, come on. <laughs> I, Andy. It's a Thai you restaurant. Try you got to try the cashew chicken I everywhere. know it's a Thai restaurant, but there are rules to the show. <laughs> and uh, one of them is uh, the, the, the D-Dict, of course. Uh, Dan's D-Dict, by law, 417. Uh, cashew rules everything around me. Cream, get the cashew. <laughs> dollar, dollar, billion. Dollar, dollar, billion. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and, and that rule states, of course, that uh, any place that is not a Springfield Chinese restaurant that serves cashew chicken, I must try the cashew chicken. Um, uh-huh. It was more in order for me to try things like the cashew chicken sub at, uh, oh, uh, <laughs> what's that, Chicago cheesesteak? Yes. Uh-huh. Or the uh, cashew chicken at the no, Alamo Dan, Draft House. The order mm-hmm. exists for you to eat a lot of cashew chicken because you love it. That's I what really it's for. Do. But uh, <laughs> Thai Express's cashew chicken is something I think I had had in the past and remembered not necessarily loving. Uh, you mentioned the breading. I don't know that the breading on all of their fried chicken is great, but I think they may use a different breading or even just a different like chicken nugget altogether for the cashew chicken because it has a little more crispness. It has uh, what you would more expect from a cashew chicken. Maybe I've just had it in the past and they've run out of that and used uh, their other breaded chicken. But mm. this had a really dark, dark sauce to it, which I love. Uh, just I generally just means it's going to be nice and salty with soy. Um, yeah, like I said, the chicken had a nice breading on it. I thought it was great with the exception of the rice. I don't know if it's time to get into Thai Express's rice, but <laughs> it's it's its own thing. Sure, know? it is its it own is, thing. Yeah, it, it's something that I don't necessarily hate, but it's not. <laughs> it's it's very much one thing. Shay, do you have any thoughts on Thai Express's rice? Uh, sometimes love it. Sometimes I love it. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> no. Sometimes um, I I I always ask for uh, steamed rice depending on whether I get that or not, or remember to ask for it, that kind of makes up my mind about the rice. Sure. Is it, it's, so it's, it's like a sticky brown rice. It's not fried. I thought it was fried. <laughs> really? I, I don't get any egg in there or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, I ordered just straight cashew chicken. I, mean, I don't it still know has if there's a difference. An oily, an oily taste to it. At least I thought so. Am I it's crazy? flavored for sure. Mine, mine's just really sticky. It's, it's clumpy. just, I, you know, yeah, very clumpy. Clumpy fried rice, no egg, just oil. I think it's pretty good on its own, but it, it mostly exists to add textural variation to whatever else you're eating. Sure. Because yeah. so much, I mean, pretty much everything here is sauce based, you know, so you're, you're, you're dealing with, so- <laughs> I am laughing at Shay laughing. <laughs> I just keep going. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, tell us about something you got, Shay. Oh, um, I actually tried the basil stir fry for the first mm. time. Ooh. Uh, and by the first time, I mean the second time that week. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm unfortunately not as adventurous as I would like to be. Mm. Um, but the uh, basil chicken is the first time I stepped out. I was like, hey, I like basil. Um, really like vegetables. But wow. Oh, my goodness. That made me want to try a lot of new things. I'm newly separated, single mom. 
looking to get out on her own TV. Just like, you know, it's a new day for me. I want to see what's out there for me. So I tried the basil chicken stir fry and it was amazing. It really was great. Um, like I said, I'm a big fan of vegetables in everything. And this has a really great variety of vegetables. It's packed. It's packed. Yeah. I'm looking at a picture right now and I'm crying because I'm not eating it right now. Um, <laughs> but it's got uh, carrots, uh, green beans, which is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. It's a huge deal. And they're not only just green bean, green beans. Uh, <laughs> they're sliced uh, very small and uh-huh. um, they have a great crispness to them. Absolutely. Um, it also has a, a lot of pepper on it, too. Like you can see the pepper, which is all, what I'm all about. Gotta see Radical. Yeah. So pretty into it, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am so, I'm so into it. I wish I was eating it right now. Uh, so it was a yeah. stir fry. Was it breaded chicken or no? No, no, okay. no, no. Uh, what would you call this? It's just chunks of white chicken. I also yeah. had a chance to have some of the basil chicken. And yeah, it's it's not breaded at all. It's it's very much just plain white chunk mm-hmm. chicken, but it's good. Yeah, white I chunk chicken. That is the traditional preparation of chicken for Thai dishes. This whole fried chicken thing is very much an Americanized yeah. version. That I love. But, you know, when we went to Tong's, who, by the way, Tong worked at Thai House. At one point. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was part of their crew when they, whenever they began, and he's in one of the pictures that I found in the uh, paper, which is pretty neat. Is that where he fought it? John Lennon? <laughs> yeah, that's probably a, a tie house in Springfield, Missouri, after John Lennon's death. <laughs> wouldn't be surprised, though. Are you um, implying that Tong killed John Lennon? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He'd probably take credit for it if you asked him. <laughs> uh I do not even remember what I was talking about. <laughs> Help. Traditional Thai Tong? chicken. Oh, yeah. So oh. like at Tong's, everything, all the chicken there is grilled. They don't even do a breaded chicken dish at Tong's, if I remember oh, correctly. Wow. That's mm. like the traditional preparation of Thai food. So um, I, you know what? I did a little bit of the single mom life this week also. <laughs> <laughs> I had never ordered anything other than the one thing that I always order. Until this week. And I my second trip, I tried pumpkin curry. Oh, pumpkin wow. curry. Oh. My container was so full, it was impossible to open it without spilling. <laughs> oh uh, no skimping here at all. Uh, there were a lot of ingredients floating around in the sauce, but the sauce taste permeated everything. It wasn't as pumpkin-y as I'd hoped or expected, but it was creamy and savory. Thick, but still runny. Uh, you needed a spoon to, to capture the sauce, Dan. And I really <laughs> liked that sauce. I made a little motion for, at the mm-hmm. camera for everyone mm-hmm. to see. <laughs> it's a spooning motion. That's what spooning looks like. Well, yes, you've got your body pillow there. <laughs> you cuddled up nicely next to it. No, it's a, it's a, it's Dan. It's a Dan body pillow. Yes, it's a well, body, yeah. body pillow with Dan's head. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> I refuse. I will not move on. I'm going to go more into detail about this body pillow. I've got a real Lars and the real girl situation going on in my house. <laughs> um, there, the primary flavor of the sauce was coconut, as it is with many dishes here. Um, so obviously the sauce base was coconut milk. There might have been some pumpkin seasoning there in there, but not a whole lot. It only had like a slight orangish hue to it. Um, I ordered it with a three-star heat level, which was a fair amount of heat. I was pretty happy 
with the three stars. I got mine with chicken, which was not breaded. And there was also some cabbage, baby corns, green beans, like Shay was talking about, broccoli, red bell pepper, carrots. There were a whole lot of veggies in this curry. And I loved how many, how much veggies there were. Um, the absolute best component, and I'm really happy to say this, I'm pretty sure it was actual pumpkin. I think there oh, were two wow. big wow. chunks of pumpkin. It was either pumpkin or mango. It was some kind of gourd. Um, but I'm, I assume it's pumpkin since it was pumpkin curry. And uh, there was only two of them, but they were so awesome. It was almost like a mild sweet potato with just a little bit of like pumpkin-y flavor. But not, not pumpkin spice like we all get knocked out with in the fall, but like just the essence of pumpkin. It's like this wonderful, melty, starchy texture. I would eat a dish that was just the cooked pumpkin or mango if that's what it was. I noticed there's a lot of dishes that have mango, so maybe it was mango. Uh, it was so good. I loved this. I also loved that it wasn't as hearty as uh, what I typically get at Thai Express with the breaded chicken and tons of sauce. It's a really good lunch option if you're looking for something lighter. I'm not saying it's light, but lighter. You don't want a big plate of fried chicken. Sounds incredible. With an, it really it was very good. Hit us with another oh. one of yours, Dan. Okay, Andy. Next up, and my final one, I had the Magic Noodles. Because I looked on their menu and I decided, you know what? That sounds right for me. Said, I'm a wizard. Uh huh. I like uh -huh. magic. Yeah, I got a big long white beard. <laughs> <laughs> I look like Rick Rubin. <laughs> so here's the thing. Uh, there's a couple things on the Thai Express menu that um, you cannot Google them. They're creations yeah. of Thai Express. Uh, there's no explanation for what they are on the menu. Or they're like vaguely similar to other <laughs> Thai dishes. If you Google them, I was looking one looking one called Tiger Tear. And there's, uh -huh. I couldn't tiger find tier. anything called Tiger Tear, but like there's other stuff with like variations. It's like Crying Tiger. That one Shay is like familiar that. with. I she tried was the she was talking tier. about the Tiger Tear. Oh my cool. goodness! It's cilantro and uh, red onion fans. So make sure you check that off your list. Wow. Wow. Sorry. Go ahead, Dick. No, no, you're fine. Uh, the magic noodles. I had no idea what to expect with those and mm -hmm. uh, boy they were they were something else <laughs> large styrofoam tub of noodles in broth tons of big long noodles there will be a picture thousand pounds of noodles uh -huh. yes yeah well tons so multiples <laughs> at least four thousand pounds of long noodles uh, real long too, Andy. Uh -huh. This was I, I I I'm struggling with how to describe it. It was slightly sweet. It had a flavor that I feel like is unique to Thai food. It's something that I've only ever tasted at Tongs whenever we went there. Um, it's a flavor that I recognized from the Thai Rito at Tongs, oh, which yeah. notoriously oh I was not a big fan of. Um, I'm, I I just really don't know how to describe <laughs> I, I'm choking on it right now. I looked at it on Yelp after ordering it, which I probably should have done before uh -huh. ordering it, but there was yeah. a picture on there, and the picture shows it full of broth. Mm. And I think that maybe uh, either I was shorted some broth or the, all these noodles just really soaked up the broth because it... There, were, there was almost none to speak of. Like, you could definitely, you wouldn't, couldn't see any broth in the bowl uh, over wow. the noodles. Uh, I also didn't know what meat was there. 
what meat was in there, if any. Um, <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> Sorry. For listeners, Dan's headphones fell off and they, they went forward in front of his face. So they looked like they were covering his <laughs> mouth like he was wearing a helmet or something. <laughs> I had to pour the magic noodles out into a bowl to uh, see that there were two very large chunks of chicken breast mm. in the bottom. Uh, that was really the only meat to speak of. The only veggies in it were uh, cabbage, just kind of mixed in with the noodle. I thought that this was lovely. I really don't have any complaints about it just beyond it's not a flavor that I think I'm going to be a fan of. Uh-huh. I think that just kind of settles it with that flavor. I was trying to look up flavors specific to Thai food to see what exactly it was, but I, I couldn't really figure it out. Maybe a shrimp paste or some kind of a palm sugar that's yeah. used that I'm not just not a fan of. You mentioned like sort of a uniquely Thai express smell or something like that. Mm-hmm. When you're going through the drive through you, there's this glorious moment whenever you, there's a car in front of you waiting at the window and you're right behind that car after you've made your order and the, they've got the door open back there. And like the smell of the oil yeah. from the fryer is wafting out. Oh, it's so wonderful. <laughs> yeah, speaking of fried stuff, uh, should we go ahead and take a break and get into some of the uh, the accoutrement? Sure, absolutely. Um, How about some uh, crab rangoon? And we're not playing the theme. I think maybe those are retired. <laughs> What, after you had to play them from your phone into the microphone on the <laughs> live stream? That was a good stream? way to go out. Yeah, I think that's a good way to <laughs> yes, send yeah, off those themes. Everything's <laughs> changing. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we're starting with the Crab Rangoons, um, this is... I, Thai Express, I think, has some of the best Crab Rangoons in town. Killer. Incredible. I wrote down they are uh, big, flat, and wide boys. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to share with you what I wrote in my notes. Uh, We've talked about big fat fatties on the show before. Mm -hmm. We've talked about real little roundies. Uh But uh, I think maybe we even talked about big fat daddies. Uh, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) This may be the first time we've had had any uh, big burnt buddies. Yes. Yeah, mine were slightly burnt too, which is definitely a part of the appeal. Man, I don't usually get Crab Rangoon at Thai Express because the crispy spring rolls are my jam here. But I I tried them for the show, and I got to say, real good. Uh, (laughs) The ones I got were deep, deep fried. The edges fully burnt and crispy. They tasted Mm -hmm. awesome. I don't know if, you know, consistencies. I'm not going to say it's an issue with this place. And also, if you go as often as I do, you're going to get some variation. But... Uh, sometimes there's a lot of filling in these and other times there's not that much. And when I got them the other mm-hmm. night, they were packed with cream yeah, cheese. Me too. <laughs> uh, and that, that vari- variation in texture was extreme between the crispy outside, the soft inside. And, uh, speaking of that cream cheese, there's definitely no crab in there. There's not even imitation no. crab. <laughs> no, there's, it's, it's all white in there. Yeah. They're, they're big triangles. They look like this is like, a not. Uh, like very appetizing comparison, uh-huh. but they look like pig ears that you would feed <laughs> yeah, a dog. They're totally. like big triangle fried. Oh, they're so delicious. Oh, and it's sweet, fluffy cream cheese in the inside. And it's like with the sweetness and the crunch, it's almost like a dessert. It's almost like a fried ice cream mm-hmm. or something. It's, it's very desserty compared to other crab rangoon at least. What do you think? What do you think, Shay? Well, you know, I was just thinking about the, the sauce that comes with it or the sauce that comes with a lot uh-huh. of the appetizers mm-hmm. 
appetizers. It's not even that doesn't even describe what they are. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I was trying. It's a clear. It's a clear sauce that you dip in, and I'm not usually a sweet guy, but dear lord, I will dip <laughs> that crab rangoo and that sauce. They, it's a clear sauce. It's, it's, clear. it's very strange. It's sweet. It, it almost reminds me. It's like the same consistency of rice wine, and sometimes you can get some mm-hmm. sweet rice wines. I don't. I think that's what it is. That seems like it wouldn't be very cost effective to do that. But maybe that's why they do it in the little tiny containers. Tiny, tiny. Oh yeah, it, they're filled up like a third of the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I want more. I definitely need more. It's very even sticky. When, yeah, even when you get a combo and you just get the two wontons in there, you you still need more of the the yeah. sweet right. sauce that you get. Um, they have the they have the sauces. They have the bases. Like um, I got. Uh, Am I okay? I got the pot stickers for mine. Oh yeah, um, cool. And I usually with, when we eat inside, we get pot stickers and uh, split them. Oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, at one point, we had asked uh, uh, Patrick, the owner, what the uh, pot sticker sauce was, and he's like, "Pot sticker sauce." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're like, what like is Patrick. it made of? And he's like, "It's pot sticker sauce." <laughs> we're like, "What? Give me the recipe." I shook him down pretty hard. Didn't he? Didn't give it up. Mm-hmm. He didn't give it up. He just smiled his whole way through it. <laughs> Patrick. Patrick. Uh, I like the crispy spring rolls. That's I think those mm-hmm. are so awesome. Did you try those, Dan? I I'm one of mine came with a crispy spring roll. I think uh-huh. the magic noodles did. And uh I'm a fan. I, I like it. Yeah. Thank you for going into detail. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there's a there's something happening off camera here. Yeah, I saw you look in the in the uh, studio. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it, something's entered. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I they are very very crispy. They're very savory. They the meat to cabbage ratio on the inside is about perfect. It's like thirty percent mm-hmm. meat. Uh, 70% veggies. They are just the right size. Their circumference is just the uh-huh. right size to be dipped into those little tiny containers. Oh, man. My only complaint is the price. It's $5 for five of them, which seems a little steep. Um, but I still love them. And it certainly doesn't stop me from getting them. So maybe I'm wrong. And it's the exact right price for that restaurant <laughs> to remain in business. So Did, anybody else try those spring rolls? I've had them before yeah. in the past and thought they were great. I usually... I there's, a, there's fried spring rolls and there are they also fresh. have the fresh spring rolls yeah, which i think i've had those, those in too. the past and they're pretty good they're good they vary uh-huh. they vary from what's in them to one spring roll to the next totally but i had an egg roll as mm-hmm. well and uh gotta roll. say also pretty good dang <laughs> not I, not a whole lot unique about it but uh yeah. perfectly fine it's definitely a Cisco of food service product, but they fry it long enough that they are very crispy and very crunchy and great for dipping. We should have a Cisco rolls. song play anytime <laughs> we that should. we mention it's a Cisco product. I mean, um, there's one obvious choice. Hmm. What, what would that be? <laughs> Why don't you sing it for uh, us? It's called the Cisco song. <laughs> All right, okay. let's uh, move on and talk about other entrees. Anybody else get any other entrees before I move into my soliloquy about this my favorite egg roll thing in the dumps world? dumps like a truck. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? I'm shaking my head. <laughs> Ooh, I, I did not have any more entrees. Shay, did you? Um, not this time. No, okay. I I stuck with the th- the Thai basil. I did have the Tom Young Gung 
a okay. small bowl of that, and that was lovely. It had a lovely light broth, uh, a little too much lemongrass for my taste, but that's mm. just like a, a personal taste thing. Got a Keep shrimp count on it. out of my grass. <laughs> <laughs> Six shrimps in there. Six Ooh, shrimps for $4 wow, okay. on the soup. Ooh, so wee. definitely uh, one of the better soups I've had as like a side from an Asian restaurant. So cool. that, that's all I have to yeah. say. Yeah. Did anyone get that uh, special soup? Uh, I've had it before. The chicken, it's just like chicken and broth and rice. Yeah. Yeah. Usually they do that for free on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and you yeah. can add it to your meal for a dollar uh, right now. You know, uh, I forgot to do that. I forgot to yeah. do that this last time, and I was walking out the door, and I was just like, go back, go back. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, I can't. But I, I was so disappointed that I did not get that. Yeah. Um, it's, that little, it's nice. Yeah, it's Especially, a little nice. It's, it's nice. Well, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, it's mm-hmm. really nice. Especially in the winter, I would like to go in there and just uh, enjoy taking some sips of the soup or whatever while I'm waiting for my meal to come. Mm. It's, it's good. It's very savory, very hearty. It's good stuff. I'm a huge soup fan, so uh, everything that anyone has to say about any soup is of <laughs> importance to yeah. me. Yeah. Do you have any other entrees you're a big fan of there, Shay? The first time during quarantine that we got it, I was like, "Let's go big!" Um, mm-hmm. So I got the drunken noodle. That was that's a staple yeah. for me. Um, and when I say I got the drunken noodle, I don't mean that was my only entree that I got. I got <laughs> my <laughs> entree and drunken noodle, um, and I got it with shrimp this time, and it was just it was. It was really great. It was great. That's awesome. As always. The drunken noodle is my beautiful, intelligent girlfriend's uh, very favorite uh, <laughs> dish at Thai Express. And it is very good. I've had it a number of times. That's great. My favorite one. dish at Thai Express is the peanut chicken. Wow. Ooh, this is really the only restaurant I ever do to go. Um, and I do it about once a week. Uh it varies trip to trip how much you get and what the chicken is like. Sometimes the chicken is in big chunks and fried till it's super crispy. Sometimes little chunks and the breading is thin and soft and it can fall anywhere in between. And also, I won't deny that every now and again, you'll get a bad piece of chicken. You get a tough oh bite with some sinew. A person with whom I used to dine frequently got a bite like that once, decided they hated Thai Express and refused to eat there. Wow. So for a few years, the peanut chicken was more of a special occasion dish for me. And I mean the special occasion being that I was eating alone, uh, which happened at least (laughs) once a week, and so I still got it once a week. But anyway, the breaded fried chicken at Thai Express is not consistent, and that's that's part of the experience. And ultimately, at least with the peanut chicken, it doesn't really matter because the chicken is not the point. The point, uh, the reason this is unequivocally my favorite, my single favorite dish in Springfield is the peanut sauce, Mm -hmm. whereas the chicken... Uh, varies. The sauce is always the same. It is thick, it is creamy, but it's still smooth and fluidic. It has a bit of just a little bit of mealiness to it, not much, but just enough to give it a little texture. It's rich and fatty. Predominant flavor is obviously peanut, but the not so secret ingredient here, the component that makes this sauce so special, is that the base is coconut milk. And you get uh. a hint of coconut flavor along with the peanut. There's also just a little sweetness and savoriness and spice to it as well. I can't think of any other way to describe this beyond stating to you, you being Dan, Shay, and our listeners, mm-hmm. that eating the peanut chicken at Thai Express is a transcendental experience. Wow. Nice. I'd say about 30 times a year. 
I get a regular size order of peanut chicken to go with a side of crispy spring rolls. Usually pick up so I can go in and chat with Patrick. I put it in the Rachel Ray bag, drive it the uh, eighth of a mile home, and uh, then I just sit and eat it slowly and savor and revel. It is the closest I get to going to church. <laughs> I love the Hallelujah. peanut chicken. Hallelujah. Amen. Do we have anything else we need to cover at Thai I'm Express? I'm so hungry. I don't... If you <laughs> say one more, well, we've only got an hour of this left. <laughs> I'm going to kidnap someone who works there and make them. <laughs> I'll pay them afterwards, of course. How uh, many <laughs> Glenstone Golden Oldies mm. would wow. you rate Thai Express? Shay, we will begin with you. Shoot. I'd like to give them a solid five, seeing as these are uh, interesting times for all of us. But straight up, uh, uh, 4.5. Okay. There's that little bit of delicious room for improvement or that variation that you get dish to dish that keeps it interesting. But also, you know, uh, uh, please don't tell anyone I said that. (laughs) I don't want anyone (laughs) to know that I rated Thai Express a (laughs) 4.5. Okay. I mean, basically. (laughs) Back on our regular schedule program. It's a five. Anyway. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. So she's back to five. Cool. Dan. Andrew. Uh Uh-huh. I... I really enjoy Thai Express. I, I'm I'm kind of in Shay's camp where I do think there is room for improvement with Thai Express. Uh, I've definitely had meals there that weren't as great as others, but uh, I keep going back. Like I, I'm I'm going to continue to go to Thai Express. We didn't even really get into the the man, the myth that is uh, Patrick and his dyed hair. And uh, his voice that will never leave your head oh, once yeah. hearing it. Like uh, it, he's he's the best. He he's, he rules. Yeah, yeah. He there's knows. not a single. I, I don't think there's a more like iconic restaurant figure in town. Even I mean, for my sake, even like over uh, David Leong, just like mm. Patrick in my head is like S- Springfield. He's he's the face of Springfield restaurant he tours. And like he, he, and he's he great. Loves, he loves everyone who works there. Uh-huh. He does. And it's a it's a good big family. You could see this last uh two weeks was a huge example of that. That's that really totally. you know that's yeah. that'll bump that up to a, a seven. He's kept all his people employed <laughs> through this and I, I think business is booming now. Like I, I went uh pretty soon into the quarantine before we had decided we were going to do this and uh it was dead and they uh thanked me for uh patronizing them right, and i think yeah. at that time uh they they still weren't starting all these public services that they're doing but now uh, the last time i went on friday i was in the drive through line for one full hour uh yeah the drive through was backed out onto glenstone Ooh. Uh, it, it was insanity and, uh, it, it's just really heartwarming what they're doing. And, uh, for that reason, I, I gotta give them a five. Yep. Absolutely. I gotta drop a, gotta drop a five. five on them. This five. is the strongest, easiest five I've ever given for the show. Uh, it was a predetermined. Um, I'm basically a Calvinist. <laughs> Easy five. You gotta look at the elbow. <laughs> <laughs> so... 
A few years ago, when I was looking for a house to live in, uh, I really, really wanted to live in the Roundtree or Delaware neighborhoods, but I found this house that I live in now, and the two reasons I was able to justify compromising on the location were, number one, it was much cheaper to live over here, like half the price for twice the space, and the second and much more important reason was that I wouldn't have to cross Glenstone to get the Thai Express. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like insane logic, but it is the absolute truth, and I only regret it like 40% of the time. <laughs> Five. <laughs> so that's Thai Express. Very wow. cool. I'm so excited that we get to draw just a slightly more attention to this place. Love yeah, it. Yeah, go visit them. And even if it's just you need some toilet paper, go get... Uh, some drunken noodles uh-huh. and some toilet paper because the prices too. Oh my gosh, you got that oh. price and that toilet paper with oh the twenty five percent off. I 25% mean, twenty five percent off. Too. Insane. Their prices oh. are already so we don't low. Deserve. It's wild. I mm-hmm. I feel bad for my uh, four point. I I don't deserve that place. None of us do. <laughs> None of us deserve those flavors. One complaint we, that uh, I have had. Oh yeah. They they didn't include podcasters in the emergency <laughs> workers that get fifty percent off. So uh, <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> they don't even know. Well, I asked if I get the fifty, and they said no. I said cowards go dark. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess it's time to move into our playlist portion oh boy, of the it? episode. Uh, routinely the episodes we spend the most time preparing <laughs> and you will remember that we did this to save time they were initially <laughs> now it's a tradition and uh, it takes an enormous chunk of uh, the week so and I love it. Dan why don't you lay this out for us so uh, you know we have sort of biannually done uh, playlist we did two last year a summer cookout one featuring shay here and uh a winter cookout one featuring shay and cat and blake from the hangout uh, dance R- R- episode they didn't really? make it past the last meal segment so Ooh. oh yes yeah yeah yes, no they I, are. Think, I think maybe cat was spared and blake didn't make it oh well yeah i mean that makes sense um <laughs> So uh, I had always thought about possibly doing like a spring and fall playlist this year. And uh, then we sort of had a grand opportunity here what with uh, the world ending and us uh, all yeah. being under quarantine. Uh-huh. Yes, the, yeah, so uh, the world. <laughs> we decided to put together the uh, Spring Food Mo Spring 2020 Quarantine Cookout Playlist. So yeah, uh, great idea, Dan. <laughs> um, music has been a huge part of what's helped me get through this, honestly, horrible experience. Yes. Uh, yeah. Let's all just go through and talk about our thinking going into this. Like, what were you going for? What determined generally what kinds of songs you were going to pick? So this uh, playlist, unlike the other ones that we've done, we decided to do three separate playlists. Uh, rather than kind of intermingling ours. So for mine, I definitely was going for, I don't know, it switched a lot, but what I ended up with was something uh, that hopefully is a little optimistic and is a little hopeful and uplifting. Um, I think I had originally had a playlist with a, that was very darker, uh, very much darker and uh, a little scarier, 
And uh, I think the longer this quarantine has gone on, the less I've wanted to listen to that type of music. Mm. Although some of it still did make it into my playlist. Uh, what about you, Shay? What what uh, kind of theme did you go for for your playlist? Oh, wow. I used to be all over themes, the list, lots of high fidelity watching. Um, <laughs> but as I've gotten older, <laughs> a lady doesn't reveal her age, 32 <laughs> or 33. I don't even remember. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I... Um, uh, kind of what Dan said, I kind of went for a little more optimism or some or songs that kind of make me feel a little bit better than what's going on. I usually run hot or cold uh, when it comes to any kind of list making or playlists. I like the extremes. Yeah. So and the, the cool. all the songs I included on mine are songs I have been listening to a lot recently, yeah. too. So some of them are uh, maybe a little shoehorned in here. <laughs> <laughs> Shay, I was just thinking this morning, did you know you and I met 15 years ago? Absolutely. <laughs> that 100%. It's weird because how are we? We're not, we are literally not any older than we were then, but we're so much older than we yeah. were then. It's crazy. <laughs> that face cream is working out, B. Yeah, I've not matured. <laughs> I, I know what you're saying. Oh my god! I think um, if anything, like my t-shirt uh, selection got a little more uh, specific. I want the soft material. <laughs> Yesterday, I wore a t-shirt that I bought at the festival that we went to together 15 years ago. Shay. <laughs> that, is, that is the truth. <laughs> wow! How was the te- how was the feeling of it? Did felt it felt fine. Good? It had been in the attic for a long time. It was a 238 shirt, and it had been in the attic forever. Oh, man. So, that merch. Yeah, pretty that good. merch tint. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. We went to Cornerstone <laughs> Music Festival for anyone how, <laughs> listening. Hey, hey Andy, uh, how many times did you go to Cornerstone? That's just, just the, the one. Ones? Wow, yeah. really? You weren't called mm-hmm. back after? I think no. I, went, I went five times. Wow. Yeah, I was now not I know. I know how to camp like nobody's business. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was not allowed to go um, until oh, wow. my senior year. Or it's probably more accurate to say I had no way to get there. Yeah. And that's... any way that I would have been able to get there, my parents would not have approved of. Mm. However, uh, actually, I had another trip. This is this is great. Everybody cares about this. <laughs> <laughs> we got to talk about Cornerstone. It's <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> the guys I was in a band with at a time at the time we decided to go and then our ride fell through and you oh. and your youth group at New Brew Coffee House slash church wow. volunteered yeah. to take us, which was yeah. pretty cool. So that's how we all wound up there together. That was great. What a tight knit group. What a tight time. The only thing, the heat and the porter potties were the worst Oof. part of it. Not even the hardcore. That was Andy's oh, favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why had, I go to festivals. Someone had to give us a pep talk to use the porter potties in the most appropriate <laughs> way that one could uh, for being at a festival for five days or four days. I don't know. Okay, edit out. <laughs> Never mind. All right. It was great. I'm going to talk. I got a whole thing to that's say before you're, I talk about my playlist. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're, all your songs are going to be songs you would have heard <laughs> at the Cornerstone <laughs> Festival. <laughs> no actually uh i've not been having the best time oh. i wrote this whole thing yesterday explaining a lot of my rationale but i'm feeling great today and have all day I was like listening to mccluskey this morning it's like very cocky wow. and confident but i haven't awesome. felt that way in like two weeks and i'm probably gonna feel bad again tomorrow so i'm just gonna read the thing that i wrote <laughs> all right I was watching Star Wars listening to McClunky. <laughs> wow. My force is bigger than your force. <laughs> that is a joke Andy. for 
th- maybe at most two people, <laughs> and oh, I they are named that. Dan and Andy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I've been feeling a little trepidation about sharing my songs for this playlist because I, uh, I approached this one way differently than the last two. The last times we did this, there weren't really themes beyond the seasons for which we were making our selections, and so I was able to sort through hundreds of songs and come up with like a diverse array of different kinds of music that meant a lot of different things to me. And some of the picks didn't mean anything to me. They were just fun songs that worked well for the season. But this time, this time I tried that, and that approach wasn't working. Um, I haven't felt like listening to anything other than music that like is act- actively helps me process and accept everything going on, both uh, you know in in the world and in my own life. And as such, the songs I picked are going to require me to be way more revealing and uh, way more personal than I usually am on this show. And so I'm just going to come out with it. Uh, I, I was not supposed to be living alone right now uh, until the end of last summer. All these plans I'd made for the future with another person like disappeared suddenly and unexpectedly. And now I have no real idea what my future is going to look like, nor what I want it to look like. To be clear, what happened was the right choice. I'm not going to my longing to have that old vision of the future restored. But still, despite my best efforts, I'm carrying all that around all the time during this period of uh, forced uh loneliness and the loneliness is compounded by the fact that up until recently i thought that lonely part of my life was going to be over uh so now let me also state that i am fine i'm not trying to garner sympathy or pity uh i have great friends and i've gotten plenty of pity and sympathy already Uh, (laughs) these songs uh these picks are not cries for help they are what has helped uh these songs have been huge for helping me through what has been a, very honestly, a tough time for me. So there you go. That's my massive disclaimer. (laughs) That's a, a, I really love that you, it's music therapy during this time. I think that's the only thing that I've seen that, you know, you can talk to friends, eat all the Thai Express you want, (laughs) but when you get those headphones on or listening out loud, it's just kind of just, it's always, I think for uh, children of that generation where music was just, everything that helped us through every we didn't have to have identities if we had music <laughs> we didn't have lives we just have music it's yeah it's everything. that's beautifully put should we jump into it yeah let's jump I, into it we uh we all have names for our playlists here so i think uh as each of us goes we'll announce the name of our playlists and hit them hit them off with the uh the starting track um my first song is 101 fm by little sims Right when the quarantine was cracking down on us, the man was coming down on us. It's conspiracy, it's a hoax. No, it's not, guys. It's real. I know it's real because I was listening to 101 FM right before that. I was just like, summer's coming. This is the this is the jam. Uh, uh, shout out to my uh, better-ish half, better-ish half <laughs> for showing me Little Sims. This song uh, really uh, was... Uh, heading into being the best summer ever and so i listen to it now and it just like makes me feel like uh anything can happen i was like things are gonna get better things are gonna happen we're gonna have a good time yeah yeah this song is such a cool song Uh, she's amazing she's amazing that's why i had you go first because it's such a good kickoff song what's the name of your playlist Um, oh uh the name of my playlist is times are weird 
That's good. Yeah. True. Mm-hmm. Very true. Uh, does she do the music or does she uh, on her own or is who does the beats for this this song? Actually, that's a really good question. Uh, unfortunately, I have that uh, thing where I, I try to look up what's going on, who's do- doing what. But Little Sims, I've never even looked it up. I've just yeah. been like, wow, she's just an amazing lyricist. So I've never looked. Up, I've never looked up uh, the pr- the production yeah. situation. I've only heard this song, but like the the way the music is arranged, like match her timbre, is just perfect. Like this just yeah. song has this warmth that's so it cool and kind like of a dreaminess. Her- her producer is named Inflow, like Info with an L, and it looks like they, whoever they are, uh, produced yeah. the entire album. Isn't it? Isn't it? Cool. Great production. It? This whole album is from start to finish beautifully produced. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My playlist is called Keep the Wolves at Bay, and it's wow. a line from uh, the second song in the list, but... The first song on my list is by an old bandmate of mine, uh, Corey King, and it's called Tale of Two Andes. Are you going to say the full name of Corey King's group? Uh, yeah, it's Corey King and a bunch of but I'm, I'll cut oh. it out. <laughs> uh, now, I'm 95% sure that I am not one of the Andes in the song. In fact, I'm pretty sure there's actually only one and like, the song's about duality within a single person. But you know, I, I haven't been doing well and it's been really nice to hear an old friend's voice sing that first line, Andy, you're in misery. I hope you find your way back home. And then at the end, he says, uh, someday we're going to get through. So Corey is easily the best rock musician I ever played with. And he's a great songwriter, too. So this this one has this fast, rootsy, cowpunk feel. And it's built around this catchy, twangy guitar riff that'll get stuck in your head. Just love this song. Just love this song. I asked Corey's permission to use it. It was the first time we talked in a few years. And uh, it's been nice to just kind of chat with him back and forth for the last few days. So hey, Corey, if you're listening. Hey, Corey. Corey King, good guy, and uh, that's one thing I'll be excited about whenever the quarantine's lifted is randomly seeing Corey King once every like five weeks oh, or hey, so. Man. Yeah, <laughs> just anywhere—a uh, Chipotle downtown. It, I've run into Corey King so many places. He's he's a man yeah. about town. Absolutely, was supposed to get married this weekend and <gasps> was not able Corey's to. Corey's like, getting married. Yeah. Corey, at some queen. point, probably. Congratulations, guys. <laughs> I mean, I hope you get to get married one day. Surely they will. <laughs> My playlist is called COVID-19. I don't even know COVID-19. <laughs> st- I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> and the first song on it is a song by the group Beak the Gowl. G-A-O-L.
I love instrumental music. I try to always include at least one instrumental song on uh, my playlists here. And uh, this is one of my absolute favorites. It's the lead track off of their second album. Uh, it's very eerie. It's a kind of musical score to my paranoia right now and uh, really has the feeling of the world to me right now. Uh, it's been strange driving around town listening to my playlist uh, with the empty streets in this playing and uh, the synths just kind of hanging over like sirens and then just like that heavy kind of kraut rock beat underneath it. It's uh, it's one, It's just one of my favorite like spooky eerie songs and uh i thought it would be a good way to kick off the playlist before it gets a little more uplifting just to give a sense of the uh world that the playlist was born into oh and beak is a band of uh jeff barrows who i we mm. mentioned briefly last week in our uh rupaul's drag race and devs corner uh, which we'll get to a little later here on the show. Je <laughs> jeff barrows one of the uh composers for the show devs uh, I, I love this song Wow, that's making me rethink my entire playlist. This song <laughs> and description. I was like, I could have had so many more songs. Anyway, <laughs> um, this song is uh, by Kate Bush, mm -hmm. um, Morning Fog. Ooh. This is a new favorite. There's so much Kate Bush. There's so much Kate Bush. I know this because I watched a documentary on Kate Bush, and they told me. Um, this is another. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is another one of those songs that um, I have on my playlist because it makes me feel some sort of way. I was I started getting into Kate Bush uh, right around the time I was going through something really difficult. Um, I had a sick parent, um, mm. and we were going to the doctors four four times a week five times a week and um you know i was getting uh, really tripped up and uh, it was really hard it was hard suffice yeah. to say it was really hard um, but when i started getting to kate bush and i listened to this song a lot during that time period because it kind of helped me see things kind of clearly and more positively it's one of those songs i what did you say dan you uh horseshoed in Horseshoe. Oh yeah, shoehorned in shoe there. Horn, yeah, sorry, yeah. Shoehorned. Horseshoe's good. You threw it at the ring <laughs> and it spun around the ring. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you American phrase. This whole time has been personally weirdly triggering, and I'm sure it has been for a lot of people. Um, but putting this song on reminds me of that time period, and it makes me sad, and it makes me happy. And it's just gorgeous. And all of the yeah. Kate Bush heads know exactly when you put this song on how it makes you feel. It's really, really important. Sweet. That's wild. That's it's so a beautiful good. song. Yeah. That's weirdly a theme of devs uh, is like the, the ability to exist in two uh, completely antithetical states at once. Wow. Mm. That's really great. My next song is Train in Vain by The Clash. <laughs> Never heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've had a journey with this song over the last month. Every person who gets into punk when they're young goes through a clash phase, or most people. And you're kind of trained to worship Joe Strummer and think of Mick Jones, the other guitarist and songwriter, as kind of a goofy sideman. But as I've gotten older, I've come to really respect Mick Jones a lot more. Uh, anyway, Train in Vain is a Mick Jones class song. It's the last track on London Calling, and it only made the album because they had a few minutes left to fill on disc two, side B. Uh, it wasn't even present on the track list of the record when it first came out because the album art had already been finalized before the band had finished the song. Insane. Um, wow. As a young person uh, pretending to be a punk, I always thought of Train in Vain as a minor clash song, like a lark. And I continued thinking about it. Oh, wait. And then I continued thinking about it that way until maybe a month ago when I put it on while working out just because the song had the word train in it. <laughs> uh, this was the day before my gym closed, by the way. I also pulled up the lyrics out of curiosity because it's on the elliptical. And uh, up until that day, I had thought this was a love song because it's so poppy and driving and fun. But uh, this is not a love song. <laughs> okay, so people often talk about like songs they enjoy or relate to and say, like, this song speaks to me. So for me, my absolute favorite songs don't speak to me. They, speak, they can speak for me. And uh, about a month ago, despite that I'd already heard Train in Vain like 800 plus times, like been unaffected emotionally, it like became one of those songs that speaks for me. Like every single line described what I had been going through the last few months and like so perfectly captured like a very specific type of loneliness and like a helplessness, a confusion at uh, having been left by somebody for reasons you don't comprehend. So there's that line in it. It's like, alone I keep the wolves at bay and there's only one thing I can say. You didn't stand by me. No, not at all. Uh, Ooh, I just yeah. like, I'm like getting teary thinking about it right now. I love this song so Gorgeous. much. The like, lyrics, those lyrics. Uh, yeah. So that's that's my pick. <laughs> I like the harmonica. Oh yeah. Well, I've harmonica. been watching videos of them playing it live, you know, from the 80s. Sure. And there's no harmonica number 1 and they've also they also speed it up by like 20%. Oh, Joe Strummer awesome. I love that. Joe Strummer hated this song. Hated it. <laughs> you know, London Calling is like all about like heroin addiction and heroin destroying his city. And, it's like, uh, where's the class struggle? Yeah, and then there's like this song tacked on to the end of the album in his mind that's uh, just about his buddy being sad about a breakup. <laughs> it's is... personal. It's, it's very rare that uh, the Clash gets really personal like mm -hmm. that. Um, so I've always loved the song too. So. Oh, it rules. Resonated. Well, speaking of class struggle, uh, <laughs> that's the theme of my next song, actually. Uh, my next song is Low by Young Fathers. in the forest Is it for the green of the dollars Now don't go telling me it's for the needs of the forest This is definitely one of the songs that I tried to shoehorn in there but it was not very hard um, Beyond the instrumental cuts on my list here the rest of the songs are what I would call screamers uh, in that in the car. I turn them up louder than like any other song and sing along to them. Uh, Love a screamer. Oh, my goodness. Uh, 
I this song in particular, this album in particular, it's off of a uh, Young Fathers debut studio album, Dead. Uh, Young Fathers are from Edinburgh, Scotland, with both Liberian and Nigerian members. Uh, so while this song is not necessarily about the different political and class and power struggles going on right now, uh, because no songs are, because no songs have existed in this modern like pandemic, uh, they still definitely have a lot to say about that. And this song is about power and exploitation of people and like political doublespeak and uh, power doublespeak. Uh, it's, it's just a lovely song. And it, uh, it ends with sort of a sentiment that I've, I've been just like repeating a lot during this. Uh, and it, uh, it just says it's easy now. It was easy now. It's challenging. Uh, mm. Time to get going. City's getting low. And uh, they're j- just talking about uh, yeah. uh, how yeah. th- things are are getting dark. They used to be easy. And I don't think that necessarily happened with uh, this virus here. I think it's something that a lot of people have been realizing over like the last five years or so. Since 9/11. Yeah. 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 Sure. Or maybe sure. a little longer. Yeah. It's a. Uh, um, what eleven? Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this song just like this whole album like warms my soul. I really love it. Check out Young Fathers. This next pick uh, for me is uh, John Mouse's uh, "Times Is Weird," which is the name of my playlist. John Mouse will tell you everything about your life if you asked for it or you didn't. <laughs> like, no one asked John Mouse, but he's going to tell you. Um, what an amazing performer. This is uh, from the album Love is Real, which I just got on vinyl. But uh, mm. like I said, uh, he articulates in the most gruff, rough manner um, what everyone is feeling all the time. But uh, yeah. Also, it's it got that bass you can dance that to. That bass, that yeah. bass. This is actually one of the first, uh, one of my first uh, music video experiments. I uh, paired a John Mouse video with another video, and uh, I looked at it the other day because I was uploading that Kudzu music video, and mm. uh, it has twenty uh, or twenty-four thousand uh, views. <laughs> wow! But I also made it in two thousand eight, so <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> that's probably still check that. it out. Then that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, great song. It speaks for itself. It really does. Uh, my next song is called Your So-Called Friends by the band The Penetrators. You never know all your so-called friends. Not going to go into detail about this one means what this one means to me. <laughs> The Penetrators were a garagey punk band from San Diego back in the late 70s, early 80s. They did a slinky, sexy, strutting version of punk with the rawness and primality of the Stooges, like with a sense of traditional song structure, like more akin to the Rolling Stones. Uh, and speaking of rawness, I love the sound of this song. The timbre is as important as the words here. There are a couple lines that really get to me, capture a very specific feeling or a particularly angry state of loneliness. It's really hard not to indulge in sometimes i love this song this is i mean, i've never heard it before putting this, this together this is like the most underrated punk band they they're so good they're from the classic era and they just they just rule so hard it's good 
up next on my playlist is Vault by Marnie Stern. This is sort of the emotional center of my playlist. Uh, not quite the climax, but uh, it's uh, sort of a depression anthem. It's, it's mm. another screamer for me. I, I really love this song. Uh, the lyrics, like most of Marnie's, are a little, I don't know, expressionistic, I guess. Uh, just you, you, you have to kind of put some pieces together. They may not have a specific ne- meaning. But in the two brief verses in this song, she mentions cages. Uh, The Mm. name of the song is also Vault. And then uh, the reason I chose it was the chorus is uh, her just wailing, will this lonely life get any better over just these insane towering drums and guitar. Uh, uh, Marnie Stern is just, she's the goat. I I love her, her. This music, her music in general is just very hopeful and towering. And uh, I, it, you do have to kind of get past the uh, kind of clunkiness of it or like technicalness of it. I, I don't know how to really describe it. It's just not not your average verse, chorus, verse music. But uh, it's pretty jittery. Yes, yeah. If, if you can get past that and get past the wildness of Zach Hill's drums and her crazy noodling on guitar uh, and it all comes together for you, it's just uh, she's one of my absolute favorite artists. It's a, it's a, it's a great one, the musical experience. My next pick is uh, Ocean by Velvet Underground. Velvet Underground, need I say more? (laughs) Amen, brother. Uh, (laughs) But um, obviously, everyone listens to Loaded a whole bunch, but uh, I forgot about the song Ocean because I had it on CD. It's a remastered version. I got Spotify. I was that older guy. I was like, I'm going to get Spotify. Listen to all my favorite tunes on the internet. Holy moly. Um, but yeah, I forgot that ocean existed and I was taking too long cooking as one does taking too long cooking and, uh, drinking my, uh, my mom wine and ocean <laughs> came on and I was like, Oh man. And I sunk, I just sunk into it again. It's one of those songs that, um, kind of, uh, takes you somewhere else during times like this. Uh, you just imagine yourself. I, this summer was supposed to be the summer of George. Uh, <laughs> I was going to travel and uh, get my life back together. Um, I was going to get back to you. I was going to start being, being a good dad. Uh, <laughs> I was going to form a relationship with my children. Uh, but uh, <laughs> that didn't happen. This song uh, hit hard when all of this was going down. And uh, I don't know if it makes another song where I don't know if it makes me sad or happy or what. But uh, it does take me away. It, this whole period is all about escapism because every day we're living the real real we can't get away from it we're living the real world we see people losing their jobs worrying about what they're going to do people getting sick 
And this is one of those songs that kind of uh, helps me escape. And the Velvet Underground are just like that. They uh, they help you escape, but they really bring you back down to reality all at the same time. Beautiful band. Beautiful oh. song. I almost put Oh Sweet Nothing on my list. Oh, man. Oh Sweet Nothing. <laughs> Sorry, nothing. Is it called nothing? <laughs> yeah, important <laughs> to stay <laughs> apostrophe. Oh, oh. My next song is Even by Julian Baker. is one of my favorite living musicians and songwriters. She's only 25 and she hasn't released an album since she was 22. Uh, I've made road trips to see Julian play twice now. She's the only musician I know actually innovating with a guitar. Maybe Marnie Stern is too, Dan. She I hasn't released anything since her. 2013, unfortunately. Oh. So it's been a wow, minute okay. for Marnie. She's a member of Seth Meyers' 8G band oh, now. Cool. Really? Yeah, curated by uh, Fred Armisen originally. She's huh. been on the in, in the band since the start of the show. Interesting. Well, she seems she's like a seems like a pretty innovative guitarist as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julian is the only musician I know like pushing it forward as an art form. Me, me, like meaning guitar playing. She's 100% a singer-songwriter act, but she builds songs around these huge soundscapes that she creates using guitar sounds and pedal effects. And she has this huge cavernous voice to go along with that. And then when combined with her lyrics, like makes it seem like she's lived several lives worth of heartbreak that uh, you know lead into each song. Uh, now, I talked about the soundscapes and everything. Uh, the song I picked for this playlist is the only Julian Baker song that isn't like that. <laughs> it's it's very traditional, just her and an acoustic guitar, and I just absolutely adore this song. Um, I went to this New Year's Eve party last year, uh, and somebody brought homemade fortune cookies with custom fortunes, not customized to specific people, just like homemade handwritten fortunes. This is someone who's been on the show, the identity of whom I'm not going to reveal. <laughs> I want to meet that friend. Mostly because <laughs> we've talked about her on episode she's not been on far too many times already. <laughs> um, I opened mine and I was shocked at it. It said, uh, resolve to stop using your emotional pain as a weapon. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Wow. <laughs> and until that moment, I had not been able to put to words that that's something that I had been tempted to do, to like use the way I had been feeling to hurt someone else. And that is what this song, this Julian Baker song is about, at least in part. Uh, it's also about like struggling to think of yourself as a good person and realizing that at best, you're probably like barely bre- breaking even. So I love this song so much. Yeah, it's really good. The climax of my playlist is uh, Crest by Stereolab. This is one that I knew was going to make the playlist the moment that we started doing it. This is 
probably one of my top five favorite songs of all time. I, I love this song, and I love Stereo Lab, and I love the album that this comes off of, uh, which I can't say the name of right now because it's really long and weird. Um, it's it's their <laughs> debut studio album. It's very good. I think there's only 21 words. It is, if there's been a way to build it, there will be a way to destroy it. Things Ooh. are not all that out of control. Um, and wow. the song goes on for six minutes, and it, that's just repeated over and over and over again over these uh, walls of organ and guitar and bass. Uh, Stereo Lab are one of the most like satisfying bands to listen to sonically. They put a lot of work into their dynamics and the fidelity of their music. Um, it, it was a huge, important part of their music for them, and I, this song really shows. I mean, it, it gets to the end of it and uh, just builds these walls of sound and with her beautiful French vocals. She's not speaking French, but she is French, and uh, she layer, layers these beautiful vocals just humming the melody at the end, and it gets me almost overwhelmed with emotion. I have definitely mm. uh, cried in the car listening to this song. Uh, it just hits me so hard. And uh, it's something that I, I listen to in a lot of times of turmoil, but specifically now, just like um, it's, it's a very calming uh, kind of mantra. The if there's been a way to build it, there will be a way to destroy it. Things mm -hmm. are not all that out of control, uh, even though they very much seem like it right now. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I, I love Stereo Lab. And I love this song. When I find myself in times of trouble, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, that's, <laughs> that is not my next song. Mother Mary comes to me. Uh, my next song is uh, on par with uh, everything the Beatles ever did. Uh, <laughs> Joy Divisions. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Joy Divisions Isolation. Somebody was going to pick it. Someone was gonna pick it. I was trying to, I was trying to bully people into picking it before um, earlier. Before. <laughs> Smashing Pumpkins has a cover it, but I have cover never it heard I almost that picked. song. It's pretty good. I am pretty good. really looking forward to it. Last night I made some bad decisions and <laughs> I made my betterish half make me home karaoke. <laughs> I made I made him make me home karaoke, and I just like this song is the epitome of. Uh, uh, being too quirky for your own good um, with no one around. <laughs> but yeah, it speaks for itself again. It's uh, yeah. it's an easy pick. What, what are you going to do? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I had to make the playlist seem like it <laughs> was it's relevant so some way. Nothing but net. Yeah, nothing but net. This song's nothing but net. <laughs> nothing but net. My next song is Equally on the Nose. This is Endless by the band Pine Grove. Is life kicking up dust right now? Has life given up for you right now as well? Oh, was life given us? I wake up and feel totally the same. I woke up the same as yesterday. Uh, 
This album came out during my first extended Homebound period this year, and wow. I don't think it's a great album, maybe not even a good one, but it has this one great song that captured everything I was feeling during the recovery from the surgery, and now I'm listening to it a lot again during yet another situation that feels like it will never end. Uh, the song pulls a little trick that I've kind of gone back and forth on whether or not I like, but right now I really like it. Uh, the first verse is hopeless. It's like describing a continuous cycle of repetitive days that all blend together. And then this massive chorus hits, like centered on the word endless with these sweeping guitars, twangy pedal steel. these stretching vocal harmonies and all really hammers home the loneliness of the first verse. When the chorus ends, it immediately gives way to the second verse, which is instead about hope and warmth and like seeing the value in weathering a tough time. Like the second chorus is exactly the same as the first, but its meaning is different because rather than talking about a being in a rut, it's talking about like a gorgeous, expansive skyline that is endless, like acknowledging that beauty still exists in the world even when everything feels ugly. It's like, it's very, very corny, but I, I guess I'm just like highly susceptible to corniness right now. I really love the bridge too, but it kind of brings me down because there's no practical application in my life. Okay, next song. Hello. <laughs> uh, well, my final song and the final song of the whole playlist section here today is Blind Willie by Sonny Chirac. to bookend my playlist with instrumental music because I've been listening to a lot of instrumental music and um, Sonny Chirac is one of my favorite artists uh, probably my favorite guitarist uh, he is an avant jazz guitarist I think is how you would uh, describe it this song in particular is not uh, really indicative of the rest of his work. He's probably most well known for doing the theme song to Space Ghost Coast to Coast, huh. uh, which has <laughs> nice. a pretty searing guitar solo on it. Yeah, um, he's he's fantastic. Uh, and this song, unlike the first song uh, by Beak, is a little more uh, hopeful. Um, it's very light. It's sort of a vision of where I hope to be of where I hope we're at in a few months, uh, back outside yeah. and, and enjoying each other's company. And then it also just kind of carries on the theme of uh, the Stereo Lab song Crest uh, with uh, building something up and breaking it down. Um, as the song progresses, he moves from this very light, twee, beautiful guitar part to uh, just hammering this acoustic guitar. He, mm -hmm. He's uh, known for playing just so hard and bending and contorting the strings and the guitar and the sound and he uh at the end you can just really feel the emotion in his playing and it's uh it's really beautiful i i, I would suggest people go check out sunny Chirac's work and uh this this is off the album black woman uh featuring linda Chirac. Uh, that uh, she sings on most of the songs however this is uh 
uh, just purely an instrumental song here. So uh, check out Sonny and Linda Shiraka. I just love this song. It's a little apartif, a little uh, bitters <laughs> for, for the uh, palate at the end of the playlist. Cool. Well, thank you, Dan and Shay. And you know what? Thanks to me. We're wow. helping put together this playlist. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, if you are one of our Tower Club premium listeners, if you pay the $5 a month to our uh, premium listening service, <laughs> you are actually <laughs> going to receive a bonus bonus episode uh, with our playlist properly sequenced. Uh, yeah, just girl. back to back to I back. I did it this morning. And uh, it sounds really good. Nailed all, got all those transitions nailed down and everything. It sounds cool. Yeah, and you'll so, uh, you'll be able to hear the songs in full. You, uh, you can also go to the Spring Food Mo Spotify page to check out our individual playlists if you can find it. Uh, it is very hard to search for. I can't really tell you how to do that. Um, you, can you can't really find it by searching Spring Food Mo. Link in the show notes. Yes, yeah, that will work for you yeah. actually. But uh, <laughs> you know, if you're a bonus listener, you don't have to do that. Perhaps in the comments section of the Facebook post yes. about this episode, you can Probably find there. it. Facebook cool. still Facebook? <laughs> still a thing? Wrong Facebook? Yes. <laughs> That's where everyone hears all their hoax news. Um, <laughs> this isn't a hoax, though. Um, make sure you become a Tower Club member. because <laughs> Thanks. Tying it all back in. Seriously. How, how do you like being a Tower Club member, Shay? <laughs> I, I think it's a, amazing. Um, I did, okay, let me, let me be real right now. Okay. I didn't know if it was a conflict of interest seeing that uh, Dan is uh, Daniel's my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I can, I can, <laughs> I was like, am I funneling money back into my own? <laughs> I wasn't sure. I thought about the other day and I was like, am I funneling money back into hmm. my own self-interest? <laughs> I, I'm I, not I, I your was, brother I and I would love to have your money. Here it comes. I'm, I, here it comes. I'm doing it right now. And you, sh- and you should too. No, <laughs> no, but no yeah, pressure. I'm making a pledge here uh, as a politician to the American people <laughs> that I have- will become a subscriber. In a, half official. <laughs> the monthly fee does go to Ozark's Food Harvest to mm-hmm. help oh, wow. feed hungry people in Springfield. Goodness. So pretty cool. Yes, yeah. I am on board. I'm, li- I'm taking my phone out right. Clack, 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 click, click, click. <laughs> She's got one of those. You have an old uh, I'm 2010 doing, I'm doing it right now. Um, I'm also <laughs> going to encourage uh, some people that I run with to do it too. Mike Stevens. Uh, <laughs> yeah, why is Mike, he not a member? He, um, it's probably because he's so busy running an empire of moviedom. <laughs> but yeah, he's uh, yeah. the Moxie is really great at uh, help helping young artists reach their full potential, like Miranda yeah. July and we're uh, young Todd Sullins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm actually going to make a. I'm going to join on behalf of the Moxie right now. Cool, because um, I have. Don't that feel power. like you have to do that, but <laughs> I'm going to. <laughs> I have you. to. I have to. I got to. All right, Dan, I'm putting 30 seconds on the clock. All right, let's do it. I was about to say, uh, welcome listeners to Dan and Andy's RuPaul's Drag Race and Devs Corner, the final segment of the show here today. Uh, Shay, you're not caught up with RuPaul's Drag Race, are you? No, and every day. Okay, well, I I don't want to give too many uh, spoilers here, but uh, all I will say is that this week's episode was uh, Snatch Game, uh, which is, of course, a very big deal in the RuPaul's Drag Race world. Um, Girl, you better work. uh, RuPaul Charles gave Crystal a big ol' hug. uh, We're, we're of course, focusing on Crystal Method here, the local uh, drag queen in RuPaul's Drag Race. I've got six more seconds here. And uh, Ru did not end up sending crystal home today so let's all all really get into it spoilers <laughs> cool man 
Huge twist in devs this week. Turns out the show is about something different than uh, everybody thought it was, which is uh, pretty wild and cool. Kaylee Spaney had a uh, stellar performance in the very first scene. She plays a 19-year-old boy, uh, we've determined. Mm. I'm not fully yeah. caught up with it yet. I am more caught up than I was last week, but uh, I've gotten to see a lot of Kaylee and her very cool Primus t-shirt that she wears in yeah. one episode. This is Alex Garland, uh-huh. right. the director uh-huh. of... The director and writer of so many great things. Yes. Yes. So Ex a, Machina and uh, Annihilation, Annihilation most recently. Annihilation, yeah. He also uh, wrote the screenplay so for uh, 28 Days Later. And yes, that's right. Yeah. Other yeah. Di- oh, I love Sunshine so much. Me too. Oh my God. <laughs> I would never get tired of that movie. Okay. Well, uh, is that it? <laughs> is it? Is this it? Is this it? Uh, so much movie talk could happen, but we're, we'll, I'll leave I it know. alone. I'll leave it alone. Yeah. You guys know oh, what I do. Shay, why is there no Moxie podcast? Oh my gosh. Well, uh, <laughs> shout out to uh, my all of my fabulous coworkers, but specifically Avalon and Derek uh, have uh, thought about doing a uh, YouTube channel. Oh. They are, I would, I would call them introverts, uh, <laughs> but they have extroverted taste. Uh, <laughs> I am, Interesting. I am now, uh, openly on air, uh, putting my full endorsement in, um, Derek and Avalon doing some kind of moxie podcast. <laughs> if only this is my there were a producer who <laughs> <laughs> would be willing to help. Yeah. <laughs> you guys think you can get a hold of like Swiss beats? <laughs> I'm so hungry. I just heard Swiss beats and I was like, is that food? <laughs> so hungry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's do it. Well, with that, Moxie Podcast coming soon. <laughs> you heard All it right. here first, folks. I am fully endorsing. <laughs> <laughs> I, Anything else you wanna you wanna point people to, Shay, before we sign off? Oh uh, man, if I if I could, uh, if I if I may, um, you may. <laughs> right now, the Moxie is doing some unprecedented things, as are most uh, independent theaters in the country. We're streaming movies that have not come out in theaters yet slash maybe ever yeah if you'd like to support us uh please go on moxiecinema.com and pick a movie to watch uh most notably i watched saint francis and Mm. it was great it was great i watched it at home i cried in private as opposed to crying in the theater (laughs) 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 yeah go there do it hey dan yeah tell me about the last time you cried in private (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, in my car listening to Crest the other day. Oh, yeah, you sure already did that. All right, cool. Okay, well, thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope everyone is still doing well. Um, call us if you got anything interesting to say. That's 417-501-OATS for some reason. Yes. Yeah. We'd love like to hear Quaker. from you. <laughs> like a Quaker. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I guess bye. <laughs> bye. Don't leave me. Cars on the highway, planes in the air Everyone else is going somewhere But I'm going nowhere, getting there soon I might as well just sit down with you Hey, 
Thanks for listening to Spring Food Mo. We really appreciate it. If you'd like to hear two bonus episodes per month, go to subscribe.springfoodpod.com. On one episode, we talk about whatever, and on the other, we review all the new restaurants in town. Subscribing is only $5 a month. Half of that helps us put on the podcast, and the other half is donated to Ozark's Food Harvest to help fight hunger in the Ozarks. So you're saying listeners can donate money to a good cause and get two more episodes of our dumb show? That's what I'm saying, Dan. $5 a month at subscribe.springfoodpod.com. Cool. Thanks for the money. <laughs> Spring Food Media.